Hey everyone, we're here. We're live. We did it. We're ready. Right now? Yeah, we're live, Marco. Live is when um, you go um, in front of everyone in a virtual setting. It's Mm. like when the curtains open up at those old timey uh, 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 plays that you used to go to. Peep shows. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Yep, that's Marco for you. Hi, guys. Hello. (laughs) Welcome back to another week of the Pals Pulls. Um, What's up? I'm I'm Tyler. I'm here with uh, Kellen Marco. We're, we're we're short one, um, one Mr. Sean Bartley who is. He's, what do you, what do you he's think Sean's get, doing right now? He's still getting sand up his ass. Yeah, he's sipping on a mai tai somewhere. Yeah. Uh, ooh, yeah. you ever have like a legit mai tai with like the flour inside? No, no. In fact, that made me cringe a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're we're on different make, pages then. An exact, a, you know, a, an accurate mai tai with a flour. Ugh. Yeah, you get that little like hibiscus flower, so much or whatever more it is. Simpler art. It's 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 a simple art. It's very little ingredients, but they're all delicious. What do you, what do you make yours with then? Is that if like I use a Smuggler's Cove recipe? Um, great, Marco. Oh, you would like this. It's it's a it's a tiki cocktail book, but it's okay. also like a history book at the same time. Um, hmm. Which like it's a history of white appropriation of uh, Polynesian culture, and then it's evolution into it being kind of its own thing. But still kind of problematic. But the drinks are really fucking good. So you know, as long as the drinks are good, yeah, it's real, real good shit there. Um, but yeah, no, no flowers. Unless it's edible, I, maybe. I've never been relaxed enough to enjoy a mai tai. So <laughs> yeah, you have. If you, if I can make you one, you would get relaxed because I use like the overproof rum. My man, <laughs> I was I was riding a tricycle around, worried about the economic crisis. I've not been relaxed. I've not been relaxed since 1987. At my wedding, one of my one of my good friends, he had uh, we had mai tais as like the special drink, the cocktail, and uh, he had. Oh yeah, there's Matt in the chat. <laughs> Tyler's wedding mai tai concussed me. Yeah, Matt. <laughs> Matt, if you're still in the chat, how many did you have? Like, I know my friend Kevin had about eleven. I think. What? Oh. And he was he was good the next day, but Matt um, yeah. literally got to his hotel room. Uh, tried to pick up his glasses off the floor and smash his head onto a table and <gasps> was bloodied. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. <laughs> he went to he went to the and guys, we'll get to the show eventually. This is a comic book show. Uh, we'll get to plugs in a second. But he eventually was so drunk and bleeding from his face that he went down to reception for a band aid. And I told him that was possibly the worst idea he could have done. <laughs> Holy shit! Just a bloody Incredible. mess going over to reception. That poor receptionist. Anyway, uh, I've been to there. The, I have a story about that. Oh, do you? Not Matt, but somebody bloodied coming to the uh, the reception desk. I work at a hotel uh, through college. Uh, this is a comic oh book show. We'll yeah, get yeah. there. Guys, you guys we're, have we're, to pay for about, that story. Yeah, we're talking about comic books this week. We're, we're, we got we got four big books this week. Uh, Immortal X-Men number one. We have uh, The Return of Astro City with uh, Astro City. That was then, I believe. Am I, am mm-hmm. I getting that right? I think so, I'm getting yeah. confused with the new Sex in the City title that's on HBO Max. Nope. Um, honestly, quite similar. Um, and we also have the Swamp Thing, the Return of the Swamp Thing, with number eleven, and the debut of Hulk Grand Design with Hulk Grand Design Monster, number Hulk. one. Although Monster is really the number, even though there's number one. I mm, number rings a monster. little funny. The, mon- the monsters, Jim Rock. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, mm. did you pick up the mouse variant of this Hulk book? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, so, um, 
Yeah, but uh, before we start the show, I just want to say where you can find us. You can find us every Wednesday for Pals Polls at 6 p.m. on twitch.tv slash thecomicspals. You can find us uh, also live Saturdays around 10, 15-ish a.m. Eastern time um, at the same place, twitch.tv slash thecomicspals. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the, the comics pals. It's on the, if you're watching the stream, it's right up there. Use your eyeballs. Um, and you can you can get us all our links are on our, our Twitch too if you're watching us live, uh, but yeah feel free to check us out uh, join join the discussion on Discord as well where we can all kind of talk and you know uh, commiserate extend on the, the conversation yeah extend the conversation uh, some people have been uh, doing their own you know Manny did his own um, Batman Rogues Gallery ranking and he added Ooh, some people yeah. in there that I wasn't in my list like Catman and stuff I'm like oh okay yeah. oh interesting yeah. I didn't see it. Uh, what it's were on his, Twitter. It's on Twitter. Or his S tier. S tier. Uh, Joe Cool. Joe Chill was up there on S tier. Oh, okay, forget mm, it. So that, uh, Catwoman. <laughs> no, no Riddler care. though. No Riddler. <clears throat> Which you know a tragedy, but yeah, you know it, it's it is what it is. I think I think our, our our tier list was pretty good. As much as Kale wants to kvetch about Edward Nigma's place on the list. Yeah, it's wrong. Well, you know. Right. We can be wrong. That, um, that, listen, everything else that that would be a phenomenal list. Otherwise, hmm. so you know what? Then then we're we're just one short of phenomenal. Which that sounds about right. That sounds about right for us. That sounds like the comics pals. Uh, sounds like this episode part. of Pals Bulls, To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> we're one short of uh, 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 structure. Um, let's talk about our first book this week. Immortal X-Men number one. And this is by Kieran Gillen, um, Lucas Wernick, and Curiel uh, oh, on, uh, who, who's the, what's his first name? You think I'd have this ready? David Curiel on, on Colors. Um, so we're finally in Destiny of X. Destiny of 10. How am I supposed to pronounce that? How am I supposed to say that? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Mark. Right. Thanks, for the, <laughs> thanks for clearing that one up. That, that really, that did it. That did it. Um, yeah, so this is Kieran Gillen's uh, foray into the X-Men verse since Utopia, I would say, which he also makes a nice little yeah. nod at in here and kind of bashes his own work a bit um, <laughs> by mentioning Utopia as uh, some rock that was inconsequential, which, uh, kind of. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that, so it's, um, do you guys have any, any familiarity with Gillen on the X-Men books? bits Previously. i i I, f- I feel like i read his stuff before i really knew who he was mm-hmm. uh, on x-men specifically and it didn't stick hmm. so in fact i think gillen's x-men was when i first started collecting x-men proper i remember picking up an issue and maybe i could be wrong here uh, where like cyclops was like hippie like there was some kind of hippie virus going on which was weird but um after reading this i kind of like it i think gillen's got an interesting voice here um mm. that i'm i'm kind of excited for um oh you don't like it cal what'd you think i don't know i don't know toward the end of it i think i think my thing with this was it felt a bit long mm, there were a few extra pages but yeah i, th- I think he used them pretty well I, th- I 
I don't know. I feel like this, like the the final. Oh, full full spoilers! By the way, we're oh, yeah, uh, really uh, jumping the fuck in here. It's broken. All right, my spoiler thing thing's broken because Sean's not here and I'm in the wrong scene. Spoiler alert, guys. Wee woo. Uh, this uh the this non conflict with the giant uh tremors snake that comes out of the ground and no Kevin Bacon fights literally everyone. Um, I, why? Um, it just, I don't know. I like sin. I like sinister. I like his sinister. I like his voice. But by the time I got to the end of this, I was very tired. Tired in like there was too much sinister and you're like, just like, Oh, okay. All right. There's too much going on here or the politicking of it all. I think it was sinister, to be honest, okay. uh, especially once <laughs> you got this this whole page of um, his all the captions. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I looked at that and went, come on, man. <laughs> it, like, it just it's so much and it fits because this version of sinister is talky he's a talky guy and at this at you know at this point things have started to go wrong and i just i felt like it was just dragging on see i i like that because it is this kind of sinister and um i the only familiarity i have with sinister has been this sort of era of the x-men and i've been having a really good time with that the fact that He's verbose for sure, like a hundred percent, and lots of caption boxes. Usually for me, a turn off. Um, you know, we're not reading Spawn here, but like I think <laughs> it's Gillen's, the last book we talk about. <laughs> but but I think Gillen is. I think he's a good writer. I think he keeps it engaging, and I think he keeps it interesting enough for uh, for me to. Yeah, sure, it's a lot, but I think I think it it keeps the pace, it keeps the flow because he's a character. He's um, Sinister specifically is is a is a good is a good character. He's wacky. He's wonky. He's the way that he is driving this narrative, where he's like, you're trying to get in his head and go alongside um, his thoughts. I think works, uh, especially that uh, the one page where everyone's voting and he's like guessing the votes alongside. Yeah, yeah, that really worked for me. I what I really liked about Sinister kind of being the POV character was a. I don't think I've ever seen that really. He's always. Mm-hmm the antagonist you don't really see him in his pov um but also like i think gillen writes a good unreliable narrator yeah yeah um I, like especially like with uh i mean i know you don't care much for it Kel, but like the the machine in eternals no i like the machine who, who oh sean was the one who didn't yeah like sean yeah, okay. yeah yeah um it's kind of got it's, it's got a little bit of like it's a little cute in that way and i don't mean that in a pejorative mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. um uh, but there is like you, you know right off the bat oh, i don't trust this guy so anything yeah, that's actually yeah. happening that he's saying i don't know if i can trust um gillen does that pretty well when he does different pov and, and die i don't know if either, either of you has read die no um, i haven't gotten to it yet oh new hardcover just got announced for i think september it's Ooh. it's gillen's love letter to tabletop games yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's only it's, two, it's only two volumes right yeah, they're finally coming out with the hardcover, and it is ooh, it's nice. really good shit. 
But like that's that kind of unreliable narrator that we're getting for, from Sinister. And like Sinister has been a persistent player in the background of this whole Krakoa era of the X-Men. But outside of like Hellions, where he was like the Nick Fury to the Hellions, he has really been in the background. And he's there for flavor, really. But we've always known he's been up to something. You know, we've gotten those sinister secrets in, like, Hickman's X-Men run uh, mm-hmm. that have been throughout. But, like, we never really got payoff from that. And it's cool to finally see, like, oh, this is what he's been doing this whole time. Which really kind of brings some, I don't know, like a chaotic element to Krakoa. That's, in, you know, in a, in a world where everything's kind of been a little more structured. Um, there's there's some chaos on the horizon, which I really like. Uh, even I mean, even this issue, right? It's like in the midst of that chaos because uh, Magneto drops out. He's like, I'm out, I'm done. That throws He's everybody going to retirement into retirement home on, on Iraqi. Yeah, yeah, like like that. That in and of itself is the uh, for me the start of the uneasiness that is being expressed here, um, and the fact that Sinister's there as the unreliable narrator. And as somebody who just has things in the background that he's trying to do, he has an end goal, he has an agenda, and it's affecting, it's not affecting like the the outcome of a vote necessarily, but he he has an end game and you can see that and this is the first step towards it. And that was interesting. And especially like this confidence, like 75% into this issue until the vote and it doesn't go the way he wanted and it yeah. just crumbles. Like you can see him crumble. Like he's not this godlike figure he's not apocalypse you know he's not magneto he's not mystique he's a little bumbly you know which i think is a aspect of sinister like that is definitely a newer character trait since the kirko and stuff i never really viewed him as that before he was much more of a evil scientist previously um but having him see see him have like actual character is fun i really love his uh his reaction to the magneto news even though he says he already knew it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Did I overact? <laughs> In the, the Lucas Wernick art, like I, I praised his art on uh, the trial of Magneto. Um, even though the, the story was kind of a little all over the place um, outside of like a couple panels during that run that were like literal copy and paste. Um, I didn't really see that. Oh, here. That's right. I did. You, you did? can see it, especially in the close-ups of, uh, Sinister's, I almost called him Sinestro, in uh, Sinister's face, where he's like, he, uh, where he's got that cocky grin, mm, and he's looking okay. exactly sort of oh uh, up and. Hold on, I don't know if you can see. I have it. This one right here, and then if you go to, oops, fucking one over, and he's the same one up top in the middle, like on the. Uh, okay. Right yeah, it's kind of like yeah. Yeah, not necessarily a bad thing. Like yeah. it only. Notice it if it was, uh, you know, if you were looking for it, but like I felt it. I noticed it in Trial of Magneto because the was upscaled in certain things, which made it blurry. And like that made me notice it. You know what I mean? Because it is digital. Um, I guess where it's one to one like that, it's, it's harder to notice, which, hey, one of the benefits of digital art means you could do more a little quicker. Most people don't notice stuff. it. No harm done does uh really like the art um uh, you know that aside and that's not that's a minor quibble <clears throat> um does this do anything for you 
going forward. Um, this uh, setup that Gillen's presented here. Are you saying like? Because this is supposed to be like the first step of what you said it was destiny of X or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first chapter post Hickman. Yeah. Um, I don't know yet. I don't want to say no off the top, but like I don't really know enough yet. I think we're getting a lot more. Um, we're getting X Men Red and X Force next week, and Marauders next week as well. It's a big X Men yeah. week next week. Yeah. So I think maybe once I read those, I'll be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a little up in the air right now. I'm still I'm I'm interested in this. I de- I definitely like this, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, yeah. It definitely doesn't really have the same gravitas as the Hickman stuff did. The yeah. Hickman stuff could be super heady. I think maybe that's what I was missing here. Mm-hmm. I think I was hoping for more gravitas but i see i feel like that's why you start with a sinister you know like you kind of don't make it as heady with this character um because even even in hickman's interpretation of him he's he's still a goofball and i think that that's a good opener for somebody who's coming in new let's say like this is the new era if you're coming in new and you want to um not get bombarded by the heady stuff quite yet i think it's um I think this is the way to start it, uh, but I can see I can see what you mean that like that's sort of the flavor we've gotten used to, especially for this kind of like a more central book. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think it works. Undermine the expectations, sort of. Yeah, M- Matt says mid men in the chat. Uh, maybe read the book before you. Uh, don't maybe well, come down there and and slap you Will Smith style. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just like that slap. This is all staged. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Kale, I did have one question for you, specifically. Okay. What are your thoughts on this uh, cover? This, uh, right. the, the Last Supper cover by Mark Brooks. It's a good cover. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> somebody else. Should, should I have some religious <laughs> no, thoughts or something? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I thought we were going to maybe have, I don't know, who, who's the Judas of this? Like, uh, oh, Maybe I, I was don't... reading too into it. I would have I do you, I don't have that painting memorized like <laughs> oh god okay all right my 12 years of catholic school is showing <laughs> yeah i'm a i'm a filthy uh, protestant so i don't mm. oh okay i got you, I got you. yeah um yeah. the final question the uh the hook the last page did that do anything for you it's interesting it almost is seems it like an, a retcon it, of what they just did with Moira. Yeah. Is it we enough? Want that, we want that plot point, but we kind of just wrote it off. How do we keep that going? Yeah. I. Hmm. It, it makes perfect sense to me. Sure. Especially yeah. from the sinister angle. Yeah. I'm so fucking tired of Moira now. <laughs> but it's just your power set that's... That, that's used here like he, he even says like people are just resources they're not and they're people. gonna they're gonna drive this power set into the and this character into the oh, yeah, absolute yeah. ground but but that's like that makes sense for sinister right because like that means that let's say each one is fresh it makes right? sense for marvel too <laughs> fine fair <laughs> okay but in the context of sinister having these multiple mores he has 50 lives here that he can go yeah. and get his own data and he can figure out for himself. My question is, okay, if one of them dies in this timeline, 
right? Doesn't that just reset all of the timelines? Like, how is he going to extract that information back from the Moira? Using backups. Trans-dimensional backups, I would guess. But I, but does it only you think work too hard for about her? it? Especially like, Gillen book. If you think too hard about it, it starts to hurt. Mm, okay, okay. See, like Hickman had that logic, though. You know, I'm sure it's in there, um, but you know, it's only the first issue. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I figure, I figure it out. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a good first issue. That was fun. Yeah, Ooh. I'd pull it if you liked what's come before. I I would pull it. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing this for Gillen at this point. Like, yeah. Turner's been good. He has done other stuff with a large cast that works well. Um, Wicked Wick Div is good. Yeah. The art in this is 40 times better than Eternals. So. Okay. All right. We get it. You don't like Asadrovich. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, talking about books, I did like a hell of a lot. Asher City's back in a oh, special called on. That Was Then. Oh. So I know uh, I and Kel, we waxed a little poetic about uh, Asher City. Uh, but Marco, this is your first city? No, no, no. I've I've read some of the very, um, like the first arc. Uh, okay. I have the, okay. the first trade of it. And mm. um, it, we were actually talking about it before the show. Like it's, it, it's a good book. It's very, very good. I think this captures a, um, it captures like a sentiment like a like some sort of nostalgia but also a sadness for the future which i thought was really interesting um this Busiek, book specific this book specifically yeah this yeah. book specifically um Busiek, i think has a really good ability of being able to draw emotional beats um or sorry write emotional beats and um uh and communicate sort of with without you having to know the history and the lore and all that stuff really effectively so you can just jump into a book consume it and you have emotion about it you you have these feelings about it and i think that this book is very much in line with a lot of again just reading that first arc you get thrown into this and you orient yourself in the first few pages and then boom you're you're hooked on onto one of the characters you feel for them you um you care about their struggles and it's only what is this like 30 pages it's great 32 pages yeah yeah, yeah. There, there is a simplicity to what Busiek and Anderson together with uh, Ross on covers and character design, I believe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that just taps into like just Americana archetypes. Like it's it's mythology, like one of the most like, like um, yeah, it's just like American mythology, really. Which I think the comic book superhero is like one of those things that is very American. I I had this thought while I was reading it and thinking about it Astro City to me feels like the Silver Age matured yeah Mm. in like you know the 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 Teen Titans when it was really famous and like the like the Claremont X-Men and the Marvel men um Teen Titans uh, when they were really famous, and that style of thing m- matured, and it sort of never goes through like the Bronze Age or the um, you know the dark stuff, and it it sort of matures and it allows itself to uh, feel and express a feeling 
Yeah, it it has the ability to like portray that bronze agey type goofiness and yeah. happiness in a way um, without being naive to itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. allowed to tackle things head on. Like this 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 issue in particular, it, it feels like oh, this is what happens if you know I'm getting like. Wolfman Prez Teen Titans from this. Yeah. Like yeah. The, if the Teen Titans, you know, had to actually grow up and, mm-hmm. and sure they did in the comics, but it was gradual. And there, I don't think there was ever like a definitive, like them speaking it and doing it. You know what I mean? This yeah. is them being able to kind of think about and express it. And, and it's not, Astro City is not a wham, bam, punch superhero stuff. It can be. Um, but when I, when I like it, it's when it's stuff like this, where it gets, it lets the, the heroes be people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, which, which seeing, you know, this young group of, uh, teen heroes kind of come to terms with, you know, like their place in the world in one issue, like, Kayla, yeah. I, I think maybe some of these characters have popped up elsewhere. Um, uh, but I, bits, I, I have trouble bits, keeping track of them. bits and pieces. I I've been uh, off the Astro City circuit for a while, but um, um, the one the one hero that did pop up uh, was Supersonic, and he is hmm. probably my favorite Astro City character. I think he is cool as hell, and the fact that he just pops up in this book and he's like, "You kids okay? You need anything? Sodas?" No, <laughs> all right. We'll see you later. That was good. He, he reminded me of, like the mom from Mean Girls, like, like yeah. for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Loved uh, it, man. Yeah, the, this is so good. The the setup for this, I think, is like like at first, you know, it just kind of introduces you to these uh, individual characters, and you know, they're, oh, they're on a road trip, and then you get the reason why for the road trip, and then you start yeah. to get them like one of the superhero teams, <clears throat> the the Jayhawks. Um, they they die and it affects all of the all of the heroes all of the the teen heroes specifically because they were a teen team and it confronts them with that reality of like this is a potential future or lack thereof right and then the subsequent part of the story is all about well what do i want to do when i continue to grow i i have to grow i i'm i'm going to grow and being in this line, this profession, let's say, is going to confront me with the reality of, oh, I, I'm probably going to die. And that, I was like, fuck, okay. That's yeah. that's some real ass shit. And yeah, well, Titans never get to do that because of just DC. Like, it just, they, they are yeah. not allowed yeah. to die, you know? So Well, and like, when you, when you open the, the book and you look at the characters and like you get into the you know the introduction of who they are and sort of what they're doing like they're driving chitty chitty bang bang like <laughs> come on but like i i i opened the book and i had that moment of oh it's been a while since i've read astro city boy this is goofy i don't know <laughs> and they're explaining you know the the relevance of the uh the team in, in the world and you you kind of get into it and you know by the end of you know the 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 page where they're explaining it, you're like ah, all right all right i'll go with this and then they die <laughs> and, and you're like 
Oh no. <laughs> because you like Busick does such an incredible job of giving you the goofiest stuff, but making it feel real. Yeah, you felt bad for uh Beach Boy and Teen Genie. Yeah. <laughs> And like he doesn't like, explain power sets. Like that's not what this book is about. Like, who it's cares about the characters? Yeah, you know, it's about the people behind the mask. Whether or not you know who they are, right? Like Bugle Boy, and he's like, "Well, I'm growing up. I can't be called Bugle Boy anymore." I'm like, "Yeah, you are growing up, Bugle Boy. <laughs> Bugle Man <laughs> doesn't have alliteration anymore. It's no longer a comic book name." Yeah, like like that. That's a serious. That's some serious shit. But also, like, seeing how each of them had a different perspective. One of them was like, yeah, I'm ready to leave. One's like, yeah, I need to be, like, a better superhero. The other one didn't want to talk about it. And then the other one's like, maybe people should die, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> I was but like, you know yeah, what? I think that guy's hey, right. That guy might, might have a point. Oh, he definitely does. He definitely yes. does. And, like, who yeah. knows? We might see this character, you know. You know, I might have already been in the background of the Book of Asher City that I never even mm. never read yet, so... But there's there's like a, a romanticism to it because even that character where he's like, sure, like, oh, humans are the cause of all this shit. Maybe we should, you know, destroy everything and start with animals and plants again. But then he starts thinking about it. He's like, but also I have all of this potential outside of that. I can go explore the cosmos. I can explore the, the um, well, what do you say, the ocean and like. You, you, fl- you said it in the wrong order. <laughs> he. <laughs> He he says all these things. You know, I I could do all these things. I could upgrade myself to an adult. I could go explore the oceans, explore space, the cosmos. But humans suck. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, like I could bring the science to them, but it's, they're it's, just gonna it's, kill each other with it. <laughs> it's it's a romantic romanticization, and I, and I think that's what I love about this book. It's romantic romanticization. Oh. It looks back fondly on, <laughs> on uh, you know the era and the genre, but then it hits you with just that bit of reality, yeah. you know that that makes it believable and it brings you in. This was great. Okay. I kind of needed this book. It just felt good to I, read. I really think I did too. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited about the um, um, the uh, the the. The collections. Mega, mega collections, I, I think he's calling them. I can't remember. What he's yeah, did you read the letters page? I rarely read letters yeah. pages, but I definitely read this one. Um, you know, Pusick <laughs> talked about what happened to DC and the collapse yeah. of Vertigo, which kind of derailed all his plans. He was originally going to be coming out with graphic novels to continue the story rather than single issues. Oh, amazing! Because um, he was which, also uh, he was also sick at the time yep, I think. for a long yep. time. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's he says it's not really off the table that there are new Astro City stories planned, but he doesn't know on what sense right now i think his main objective is collecting it into affordable um, yeah. volumes for people that they can kind of read these on mass but he did mention hardcover omnibuses are on the way i'm like oh they're on the table yeah that is interesting to me um but yeah and he also talked about an astro city show I, I don't know if i'd want that yeah it's tough i don't i don't think I don't. I don't think it could be done well. I don't think it translates. I think this yeah. is such a specific thing. Like I this. Kinda, this feels I, like a comic you would take off the rack of a newsstand on the middle of like Forty Second Street, you know, which never existed in my lifetime. But mm. uh, it, it feels like such a specific thing. Not that it can't, yeah. but 
I just don't know how they would do it. Yeah, I feel I feel like it would be a bit like Jupiter's Legacy. I think. What if they did like a Black Mirror style like anthology yeah. series? That's what I was gonna say. That could work. An that could anthology. work. Okay. Yeah. I might be convincing I, myself. Mm, yeah. 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 I think. Yeah, you got me. Um, but, but, uh, sorry, Kale, before you, you jump in there, uh, Catherine Starr, uh, interesting logic he has. Humans do suck, though. Right? They do. They do be yeah, sucking. Nope. Um, uh, any other hmm. thoughts? or, or uh... Uh, Catherine, as a, a newcomer to superheroes and comic books, Astro City is mm. definitely a place you want a to thousand percent. go. Um, they just released uh, the first Metro book, which is the first 19 issues in a collection. Uh, I think it's like twenty six bucks. It's worth it. It's That's so good. Not bad at all, price wise. No. I, I got it. I got it this week. Did you? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Maybe I'll pick that um, up this week too. That sounds really good. When I, I got to figure out where I dropped off. I think it might have been after the Dark Ages. Um, and I'm gonna use these to collect it and catch up. Yeah, I'm excited for these. Especially they can probably pump these out pretty quickly. I mean, image is pretty good about putting their trades out in a very mm-hmm. uh, manageable time frame, especially since this is already collected, you know, like, yeah, why not just putting slapping it together? Yeah. Uh, man, I'm excited for more Astro city. This is, yeah, dude, this is what I needed. Uh, how, uh, how do you guys feel about Anderson's art? It's good. Yeah. yeah it's I good. don't, I have no issue with it. I think it's, it is stayed the same, but also evolved enough where I don't feel like it's dated. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, maybe Alex Sinclair on colors definitely helps. Um, yeah, I feel like sometimes I don't know. This this is probably just a uh, uh, a nitpicky complaint because I've loved this book for so long. But some of his faces are a little bit weird. The the oh, racer he, kid, um, he looked a yeah, little wonky sometimes, especially uh, after Supersonic leaves. There's that last panel of the page. It, like it looks like he's been in a fight, mm. but like nothing's happened. <laughs> so I think I think some of it might be like you know inking. Some of it might be uh, weird coloring. I don't know. Sorry, I, I think he has a style. The, uh, the variant covers for this. I didn't realize how cool they were. Yeah, yeah. Image comics characters meeting Astro City characters. Like there's an Eric Larson Savage Dragon one. There's Radiant Black mm-hmm. one. There's a Sex Criminals uh, Chip Zdarsky one. Oof, these are good. Yeah, man, this is good. Um, speaking of good other stuff. returns, Marco, how'd you feel about uh, your boy coming back? Swamp Thing number the, the sorry, the Swamp Thing number eleven. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, this is by uh, Rom V, Mike Perkins, and Mike Spicer with Aditya Vidikar on letters. It's always um. It's always like a Christmas morning feeling when a new Swamp Thing issue drops, you know? Oh, you got the uh, Frankavilla variant on, the on, on stream there. there? That is hot shit. He's got, he, he threw a, a gar on there. That's not a crocodile. I need an alligator. I'm pretty sure that's a gar. Uh, okay. It's, it's the way that they got more needle nose sort of things. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. So, so this, this, uh, this book reintroduces a character that has not been seen in comics for uh like 15 plus years um was was not around for new 52 tefe holland um the daughter of alec holland and uh abby arcane do you guys know um uh do you guys know how 
she came about? Uh, is, is it, it like is it the is it the blowjob scene from uh, Alan Moore's <laughs> run? Uh, no. Is it is it isn't that how like, babies are made? Is this like a Anakin Skywalker thing where like the green made it into <laughs> made her into existence? All right. So um, at some point when it, during the Alan Moore run, actually um, the the end arc where he goes up into space and he's like off planet and stuff. Um, the green decides we need a new avatar because the one that we had was uh, he's off planet. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that run. Don't worry about it. That's a book club. That's an upcoming book club. Oh, boy. And uh, he and so the green creates a new avatar. But just as they're creating it, Alec Holland returns. And now there's two avatars. They can't exist at the same time. And so uh, they decide that they need to destroy one of them. They turn on Alec. The green turns on Alec. And um, what he and Abby decide to do is try to save the life of this other avatar. They call it Sprout. And they're trying to figure oh, out how to make it. That is ring. Sprout rings a bell. It's it's the part where um, what's his face? Um, oh my god, I'm forgetting. I didn't name. read it, but I might have, might have read a Wikipedia on it. That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. And um, and so what ends up happening is uh, they're like, we need to figure out how to make this a actual, how to bring this thing to life without destroying it. So what they decide to do is they kidnap Constantine. Uh, Swamp Thing takes over his body, and. As Constantine has sex with Abby, they he impregnates her and puts the life force of the sprout into the uh, the embryo as well, or like as they're consummating, also puts it in. And so over the course of nine months, it gives birth to a human with the essence of sprout inside. So it has powers of the red and the green. Was Constantine cool with this? Um, oh boy, <laughs> I, f- I forget. I mean, Marco used the phrase "they kidnap Constantine." They, so, yes, essentially, if there's that, somebody like, who can be okay with the kidnapping, if he understands the the situation, it's yeah, Constantine. it's Constantine. But then it's not kidnapping, right? Like, <laughs> right? Then it's just foreplay. Um, so, well, well, thanks for that, Marco. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel like I, I just aged 15 years. <laughs> I was more, ex- I mean, we'll get to the end of this book, but uh, I enjoyed this. This was gross. <laughs> a good stuff. chunk yeah. of this book was, um, a good chunk of it was just a surgery scene. Um, a cool as I say one. chunk, I made myself kind of gag a bit. Um, <laughs> just a guy. So it's our, it's our big, big bad from the previous arc season or they gave up on season. This is just going on now, right? Yeah, at this yeah. point. Well, no, no. This is this ends at the sixteen, and then they're going to do another season afterwards. Gotcha. Okay, but yeah, our big bad of the previous storyline is now infused with an old um, avatar of the green, mm-hmm. um, and now yeah, oh, exactly. like they, they had just some weird kind of surgery scene where they grafted all the different parts on them. There's that one page, and again, this is with the freaking team of Perkins and Spicer, double mics, where. It's the intersections of the body on the operating table. Yeah. And both of them overcut onto each other. And like, it's, 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 oh man, he uses paddles so fun in this series. And, uh, and on Spicer's part, the mint green against this like lighter purple. Yeah. The so pastels. Cool. Yeah. yeah are I love purple together. The, like, like that works right there. 
that works normally but to for what caught me was even the uh, the lettering turned green like that lightish mint green yeah. um so shout outs to Aditya Bidikar on that one too because good stuff well, good good teamwork it's it's the whole thing where you know old comics in terms of color color theory the uh, secondary colors meant bad guys but with swamp mm-hmm. thing it's not the case because he is this green entity and it could be bad could be good but it, that is just swamp thing so how do you turn that green evil you pair it with purple and then green and purple is a never a good thing in comics it's like double mm-hmm. bad so you know seeing that is just like oh okay all right it's how you turn the green on me um i enjoy that as, as, as a thing as, uh, so just to keep that theory going, the color theory there, what do you think it means that uh, the hands are all blue besides the fact that they're wearing you know, blue gloves? Uh, I bet it's that they're wearing blue gloves. <laughs> uh, I mean, they could have went with green gloves, I guess. Those like that like surgery green or like white. Yeah. Sure. I, mean, I, I guess maybe they're not they're not the focus of it. You know, maybe that's I, well, just to kind of I, let it, let it, it's cool color. So it kind of diverts our attention from it. My, uh, my immediate thought just to continue with the color theory is it sort of, um, it shows like an act of what, what they're considering good. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. You know, they're acting with what they would consider, you know, uh, uh, justice or, or whatever. Good intention. Would, would signify good intention. Yeah, but they're being used by the green behind it. I can see that. I can see Probably that. a bit of a reach, but. I mean, I think it's oh. that, or it's just, it just is. And... Yeah. But the, uh... <laughs> it's just breaking down anything, really. I, I will say, I think, um, I don't know what the role like why um why come to tefe because it opens up with um i'm forgetting your name but um uh, it opens up with um tefe sort of being like this almost shamanistic figure and they've come to consort with her and figure out how can i get uh, levi back and um I don't know. I, 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 I'm curious to see what he, what Rom plans to do with this character. Cause well, yeah. From the crash course he gave me, I can see this going as like, Oh, if there's one person that knows about separating people from the green. Okay. It okay. is Tefe. And she wants Levi back as himself. You know, even Tefe is like, you can't really separate the two. He is here because he is the green. So maybe that is the, kind of way we get into uh what's 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 levi's girlfriend not girlfriend Julie, i keep Julie. wanting to say jen jen it's a it's a j name uh jennifer, jennifer. yeah um i think that she uh tefe is going to be like the way to to leads jennifer to recognize that like this is who he is now and you can't really change that sure yeah that makes sense um i was excited about it. the reveal at the end with uh, Jack Hawksmore showing up, who I love. Who's that? Who that? He's one of the authority characters. Uh, he's uh, a Wildstorm okay. character. He can talk to cities. And Excuse me? He is like the Swamp Thing for cities, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, he <laughs> can like go into like this place where he can speak to cities all over the world. Almost like if, if 
Swamp Thing goes into the green and he can kind of show up in any green and, you know, attack the thing that's causing problems for the green. He's that for cities. So he just shows up in Detroit and he's like, yo, you've been telling me something's wrong. You got to fix it. So the machine well, that's interesting. That. Huh? I really like that. Yeah, because in the early in the early issues, we had like the avatar of the desert or whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. I love and I love that idea that each thing sort of has its own avatar. Yeah, Marco, there is a metal, right? Like, isn't there like a metal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which we don't really it's... have a set avatar for. I wonder if we we did they do um it gets it's in the new 52 run uh charles soul like but futures it gets, end sort of thing there's a futures end yeah it's the machine queen okay. um okay but i think she gets killed or something i, I wonder if this will retcon jack Hawksmore to to be that of the present day oh of the machine interesting or I go, guess metal going back to detroit city, that would yeah. that would make sense motor city yeah yeah hmm. Okay, I can see that. And like he has like the metal feet. Yeah, oh, great, yeah, great cool. issue for feet people. <laughs> I, I I thought it interesting that there was a Green Lantern included. Um, yeah, me too. Wasn't sure what that was about. I was going to ask you guys. I don't know who that is. Is that an uh, allusion to going into space with Tefe and... He Alex does meet a Green Lantern in space. Oh. As you do. He does. It, could this be that Green Lantern? It's not this one. It's like a plant-based Green Lantern. Is it Green Man? No, it's like some weird name. Oh, we, no, Green we, Man's not plant-based. He's just green. Yeah, there's a. It's like it's like a chlorophyll sort of sounding name. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I've it. I've done some Green Lantern research for the game that we did that one time. So <laughs> Met, uh, Metaphil. Yeah, Metaphil. yeah, Metaphil. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was in the movie. Briefly, Wait. Nah, it was like a Star Wars. I didn't see it. Oh, was he? Figures. Uh, yeah, now, I'm excited. This book's back, though. The, this is. I, I don't. I can't really say anything bad about this book. Like it is very consistent. Yeah, Matt, the broccoli guy. Yeah, Matt, right. <laughs> the broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> that issue is wild. Um, we'll get to it. It's a book. Club. Is that That'll BKB too? It's not. No, no. That's that's uh, Alan Moore. Okay. All right. And and the person who wrote the arc for um, Tefe is Rick Beach. Oh okay, he's right after. Yeah, he's right after. It's like issue, like he drops off. Um, what you call it? Alamore drops off issue sixty-five. He picks it up at sixty-six, and that's where he introduces Prout and all that stuff. Interesting. Like the the subsequent arc. Uh, I gotta find this variant cover though. It's so good. I know somebody. uh, Somebody in Discord, I think, put it up, and I was. I think it was Netflix. Nihilus. Nihilus. Yeah. Nihilus, and I was very. Should call him Netflix. Netflix, yeah, it was Netflix. And <laughs> Netflix, uh, no, it's only a B, B variant too. I should be able to find this. That shouldn't be hard. Um, but let's end the show with another uh, green. Pull it. I, th- I think. Pull oh it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hard pull. Pull. pull I don't think pull I. Pull. I don't think I finished the Swamp Thing. Um, so that said, this wasn't a hard place to jump on. No, not at all. It's clean break. Yeah. Yeah. Hard yank. Uh, yeah, yank this one, guys. Yank it. Yeah, mm-hmm. big time. Uh, now we have another green guy, Jim Ruggs, Hulk Grand Design Monster. I guess this is the, I think it's a three issue mini. Uh, two. Two. Two? Oh, it's only two. Okay. Yeah. Um, pretty Thank much God. the Grand Design method of storytelling. <laughs> We've done it with uh, X-Men by, um, uh, oh shit, I'm, I'm blanking on 
Ed Pisker. Ed Pisker's, yeah, Ed Pisker's Ed Pisker. uh, X-Men Grand Design, which I really enjoyed. Um, and then there was also Fantastic Four Grand Design. Um, Matt, if you're still in the chat, he'll be able to tell me who that's by. I forget who that's by. But th- th- these are by, typically by big comic book fan creators who know like their history really well and are non-traditional artists in a way. Mm-hmm. Tom Scully. Um, yeah, Tom Scully. Yeah. Scully. Um, I did not care much for this, if I'm being honest. It, mm, it was, the format is jarring. Like the basically one page capturing an era. I haven't read, I have X-Men yeah. Grand Design. I just haven't opened it. Is that what the fuck this was supposed to be? I don't even, got, I didn't even get that, Marco, from this. That's what I thought I had, it was. I had, I saw like three different pages describing a five minute scene and then one page describing 10 years of, <laughs> of comics, yeah. you know, like the time dilation in this was not consistent, which kind of threw me off, um, which is not the case with X-Men Grand Design. I think you yeah. actually like that one, Marco. It's very, X-Men Grand Design is very well paced. They had more room there on that one. Um, yeah, this was, uh, Banner gets hit with the gamma rays. He becomes the Hulk. He gets in a fight. He hates everyone. He gets hit with more gamma rays. He gets in more fights. He gets hit with more gamma rays. He dies. He gets hit. With, he gets brought back by gamma rays. He dies. He gets brought back. He gets hit with gamma rays. He gets uh-huh. hit with gamma rays. The leader comes with back. gamma rays. Who gets hit with gamma rays? But then the leader dies. But then the leader comes back. And then they hit Bruce Banner with gamma rays. Mm-hmm. And just it was this whole book. Which maybe is a condemnation of the Hulk's history as a character. And it's sure, not really being anything. If it's not interesting, why do we have this book? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, if, the, if the, the, the <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. The, the I think some of the crossover moments were kind of cool, like the first time meeting the Avengers and the first time that he fights with the Fantastic Four. Like those were cool moments, and probably why some of that history gets interwoven is like, these are the big beats with everybody else in the Marvel universe. And um, oh, but then, but then you have moments where it was like Dr. Strange, where he's like, Oh, and then the Hulk goes to meet his pal, Dr. Strange. Yeah. It, and, and why are they? Past, yeah. Once we got past like the initial, um, origin and then the Betty stuff, it became a book report. Yeah. And then yeah. I just wasn't really into it. I thought the art was, I liked the art. I thought the art was, was the fun. Art was it was fun. kind of classic looking. And at, at, a, at a certain point, I stopped reading and I just was looking at the art, if I'm being honest. Um, because a lot of it was like, there's no story. There's no real plot. It is just mm-hmm. beat, 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 which is fine. And I guess this is supposed to be a book report in a sense. But like Pisker was able to do it in a cohesive story as well. You know, but also I don't think Hulk's yeah. that, that interesting of a character until, you know, I think we're getting, we're getting gray Hulk probably next, next issue. Yeah, that's, that's the next cover. Uh, and then you get into like his weird personalities with like Mr. Fix it and then like nineties Hulk. And I think Hulk gets more layers at that point. Well, I'm not saying it's a good thing. Blast him with gamma rays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I think it makes for a more interesting read in a condensed sense because this whole con- con- condensation of it is just, Hulk gets gamma rays, is mad, fights people, fights his friends. Repeat constantly. Yeah. I just don't think it was that interesting of a history to have to tell. 
yeah, I did not have fun with this at all. Speaking of it being a book report, it was very much like, and then this happened. Yeah, literally. And then this happened. Yeah. And then this happened. And like, all right, I get it. He fights people. I did like the um the kind of collage pages. I thought yeah, it was fun. Yeah, a lot of those were really cool, especially the one uh, that was like, uh, and then Hulk fights everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you see like it on there. You see like uh, Wendigo and, and stuff. Specifically, the, the recreation of the uh, Wolverine debut issue cover. That was cool. That was cool. It was really fun because you got to see like the whole art process of everything that, that I enjoyed. Um, some, some of the moments felt like um, like those pages felt like like sticker book collections. Mm-hmm. which was really cool mm-hmm. the, uh, oh yeah okay uh, it it felt like um in some instances the backgrounds were wa- like more washed out um than others in like certain pages the um the fidelity of like the lines got blurry and um i'm curious to see what yeah. it looks like printed because there were definitely moments where like like this super crisp this one page i don't know if you can see it this one page super crisp everything about the lines is like really really well done and then there's a moment later where things are just fuzzy and blurry and it doesn't look clean and then the other thing that kind of threw me off was like it felt like this book was trying to sell an in story history of the hulk but then it starts getting into like oh hulk got a tv show and then they came out with a comic that was about the first like whoa whoa, whoa, i thought we were in universe here yeah. Now we're breaking kayfabe here for for a second to, I get it. Tell the history of the Hulk as as a whole. Like yeah, that kind of threw me off. Um, also, I think I have that issue with with the Hulk t- uh, teaming up with Quasimodo. I think I have that somewhere. That, that looked <laughs> really? very familiar to me because um, I was like, who's Quasimodo? Why does Quasimodo have his own uh, title? You know, like yeah. from Walt Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's what yeah. I was thinking. They just they just sing out there the entire time, and Hulk has to smash uh, that creepy uh, priest dude's face in. But does he have to smash his bronza? Uh, Esmeralda. Uh, Esmeralda. Oh, that's Thank what I meant. Thank you very much. Uh, Marco did the Spanish version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. He, 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 he watched like... the uh, the dub. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pull it. I'm not. No. Probably. I'm probably not going to check out the second one. If you own a comic book store, just go at the store. Go ahead, just throw this in the garbage. <laughs> Damn, not good. it's not that yeah, bad. I, I, all right. So I have a friend um, on Twitter. I used to do a podcast years back, um, and he's a huge, uh, huge Hulk fan. Uh, I, I, I tweeted at him because I'm very interested to hear his take. He's like he has a tattoo, multiple tattoos. Whoa. He's very into it. And so uh, I'd like to hear his take. Uh, so I will keep you guys posted on that because he's Curious, a devoted yeah. fan. Yeah, Hulk fans are wild. Cool people. Yeah. Hulk uh, fans those are the books smash. we're talking about this week. Those are the books we're talking about on Pals Polls this week without Sean. Um, um, which is your book of the week? Astro City. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Easy Astro City. Okay. Yeah, that's... And I think the other three books that we, uh, I mean, besides Hulk, like the the first three we talked about, were, were also very strong. Any other week they might they might have been, but like it's Astro City special. Like that's gonna win. No matter what, Immortal X Men and the Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah I'm, we're good, I, but they're no Astro City. Yeah, it's part of my membership to the Swamp Thing fan club. I'm a legally 
obliged to say that um, Swamp Thing was my uh, book of the week. Um, well, for me, Sean Comics tagged me last week, and he made me reread Spider-Man One More Day. Uh, it's by J. Michael Straczynski and Joe Casada. Joke's on you, Sean. I like this book. <laughs> if Joke's you're alive in the audience right now, good job. Yeah, thanks, Sean. This is I good. Really, I really, your tone really, it made me for a second go, maybe I didn't have such a good time doing this one. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually did. I do like this book. Um, I'm a big fan of Joe Casada art. Like, Joe Casada yeah. is like... It, it it brings me back to a time. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't even need to read this book and I can enjoy it for what it is. Um, I enjoy this book for the ballsiness of it. Mm. Um, I think How Straczynski, so? well, Straczynski literally decides like, oh, let me call off Aunt May. And then, uh, sure, retcons it with Mephisto and all that stuff. But uh, it also brings Mephisto into the spotlight. And I think Mephisto was never really like A tier before this. Uh, and he becomes that in this. Um, and he? I like all... Mephisto's A tier. I don't know. Oh, Come no. On. In terms of like a Marvel villain, Mephisto's A tier. He's not S tier. He's A tier. He's up there know. with like a Kang the Conqueror. Mm, I, I don't Ooh, even well, know. It sounds like we have another Kang ranking we need to do. I don't even know if I would call Kang an A-tier Marvel what? villain. Whoa, okay. So, See, like, I, you got, like, your S-tiers, like, Kingpin and Doom. Those are S-tier. We can agree on that, right? Sure. Green Goblin. Goblin. S-tier, obviously. Yeah. Norman Osborn, I would say, is above S-tier. I think Norman Osborn is one of the best character creations of all time. But I think uh, Mephisto is a solid A-tier. Anyway, oh, anyway. Man, um, I don't think so. And okay. the other thing about this that I really enjoy is the backlash. I think it is... Quintessential, um, like, uh, uh, it is the, the first big, like, internet backlash that I think we got in comics, which you know, maybe is the is the 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 framework for everything else after it. And now yeah. we have Snyder fans, <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe in that in and of itself is not a good thing. Um, but yeah, I uh, when this came out. This was before I was tapped into, uh, you know, the zeitgeist and what people were were saying mm -hmm. and stuff. And, man, I was just happy to be on the ride. Like, yeah. I love Straczynski at the time. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, Kale's so innocent. You know, yeah. I, oh, it was a much better you time. Even, like, his Moreland stuff? I love I, – I, I, we talked about this when we did the, uh, the Spider-Verse stuff. Spider-Verse, Moreland is laughable. But that first book with Moreland, are you kidding me? Moreland is a force of nature. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, I, I tend to like Moreland. So, um, no, I mean, I like this book. I, I, think it, I think people, maybe it's just the passage of time has allowed me to like it more. Mm. Uh, and I think it gets a bad rap. I've um, never not liked it. I didn't even, to be honest, like... <clears throat> when I read it the first time, I didn't even quite understand what it was doing as like a retcon or whatever. Like this was probably the first time I'd encountered that in real time. Sure. I think so it's probably the it most was just like, so for me, like, it was oh, just like, this is, Oh, okay. Yeah. So one more day is not the one where he retcons, um, 
the marriage, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, it yep. is. Yeah, oh shit! It's yeah. the one more day that they have together before their marriage is uh, null and void. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like this book. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I do have a. I have the ability to tag someone else. And who 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 tagged Sean previously? Me. Oh, and then this lines up perfectly. So you should get tagged again, right, Kel? No, it's actually Marco who's getting tagged. And don't worry, I'm not going to go crazy on you. I'm only going to have you uh, read a new book that comes out next week. Single issue. Okay. So not bad. Okay. Deadpool Deadpool Bad Blood, number one. Oh, okay. I like Deadpool. Um, This is a serialized version of a graphic novel that came out a couple years ago. Uh, this is by Rob Liefeld, uh, Chris Sims, uh, and Chad Bowers. Oh, no. Um, I've read this. Uh, Chris Sims also used to work for, uh, he was like War Rocket Ajax. It was like Comics Alliance way back yeah. when, I think. Yeah. It was a good set. Next week? week? It if comes you... out next week, yeah. I don't see it here on Comicsology. It, it, might, it might be tricky to find because it is not like a new issue. It is a serial. I'll send it to you. It's Deadpool Bad Blood number one. Um, okay. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we don't get a chance Murphy. to talk about our, our boy says, uh, on the show. Murphy says Bad Blood was good. We we read the trade for Longbox. I don't feel fully remember my thoughts on it, but like that's how far away it's been. Oh, here it is. Um, yes, yes. Okay, I have it. Yeah. Man, you yeah. couldn't have told me to read Lobster Johnson or something. No, I want to hear some. Well, life who's life Tyler? Talk. Me. <laughs> right, yeah, I I pre-ordered. Johnson's pretty good. I pre-ordered it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's our uh, that's how I'm tagging you. Um, but All we right. do have pol- p- polls for next week. Pounds polls for next week. Um, so first up, I have uh, Marco with Strange number two. <laughs> oh, strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Strange is uh, Jed McKay continuing the story of Clea as the new uh, Sorcerer Supreme and her adventures. She's got to fight the Harvest Man, which was a cool ass looking villain. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I, I've been ranting and raving about Death of Doctor Strange. Uh, I think Jed McKay has a really good understanding of um, uh, like story beats for this character and um, had a lot of fun. Marcelo Ferreira is on the Ferreira is the artist and uh, it's been good stuff. I've been enjoying it and I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep on um, with this book. Um, and you also had little monsters. Number two, I was the outlier for that one. This was maybe two, three weeks back for little monsters. Um, I adore Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn on art is in this book specifically is such a deviation from where what he typically does his covers are still watercolor but the the interiors are digital and that just like rocked me digital and black and white literally everything it's antithetical to his whole style and so uh, that hooked me immediately i think jeff is able to write really small um character moments and uh win knows how to translate them effortlessly and this is a a dynamic team this is part of the uh exclusive contract this is an ongoing and at least i believe it's an ongoing um and yeah i'm i'm excited for this book i i like it 
Uh, I think it's going to be a, a slow pace burn, which is pretty typical for him. But uh, I trust the work. I trust the creator. Yeah, I, I want to hear feedback from this because I don't. Yeah, I didn't really care much for the first issue, but I would like to know if it's worth picking up down the line. Yeah, for sure. Um, on my list, I have X Men Red Number One by Al Ewing and Stefano Caselli. Um, this is where Magneto's going. This is uh, back on Mars, where we're dealing with the Araco stuff. Uh, this is really just seems like a continuation of what he's been, he was doing in Sword, um, with uh, Storm and Sunspot on the team, but also Agent Brand is kind of uh, gone gone evil, siding with Orcus at least for now. You know, Brand could be one of those things where there's layers upon layers upon layers between her motive yeah in that diagram in immortal x-men she is affiliated with shield i think she is but she's also affiliated with orcus now yeah right right but orcus is made up of several different um organizations yeah. yeah it's mostly aim and then it's shield and then a bunch of other ones i think some hydra too actually yeah i think so um and also that Dodderman cover is a tasty, but I also really like Al Ewing. I'm, a, I'm pretty much like if Al Ewing's writing another Marvel thing, I'll probably at least try the first issue. Like mm. it's, it's, he hits more this, than he misses for me. This cover makes more sense now. Also reading you know, like yep. post-Immortal X-Men, because I think we were we were questioning why Magneto would be there. And um, this makes more sense now. Yep. I'm excited for this. And then I also have the finale of Devil's Reign by Chip Zdarsky and uh, Marco Cicchetto. Let's go. Um, I've been really liking this this uh, this story and seeing uh, Wilson Fisk implode throughout it has been really fun for me. So I always love a good Wilson Fisk fucking his own shit up story. Uh, good Marvel Kale, man. You have Batman Beyond. Oh, you're picking uh, this up? Neo, yeah, Neo yeah, Neo yeah. Love Batman Beyond. Um, and one of the uh, you know you know what really sold this for me uh, is it the premise reminded me. <laughs> of a batman beyond fan fiction i read when i was a kid <laughs> was it about, by these writers no I, well, I don't think so it was really fucking good though it was about terry mcginnis infiltrating uh a gang um as you know a hoodlum investigating like i think it was like so his like matches malone yeah 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 investigating like hardcore drug crimes and stuff and he was like constantly getting the shit kicked out of him and stuff um i it was it was so perfectly written i wish i could find it again it was i mean this was uh, it has to be 20 years ago now but it was so good anyway bruce wayne is dead and terry mcginnis has one year to find the man who killed him and defeat him all right uh, written by uh, jackson lansing and colin kelly who have been doing some stuff at marvel i think um, I feel like I've seen that around. Yeah, one of them's doing the new Steve Rogers cap. I believe it's Jackson Lansing, or maybe I both. Think you're right. They're like a writer team. Um, yeah, solid stuff. And you also have uh, the Unbelievable Unteens Volume One by Jeff Lemire <clears throat> and Tyler Crook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler Crook, Marco. I know. I, I saw this. I was like, ooh, I might. So. After we read Astro City this week, I, I sort of realized that if Astro City is the the expanded world of superheroes from the Silver Age that got to sort of grow and mature, the world of Black Hammer is that 
but in like the darker sense. It's like, like, the like post Miller. A bit more modern, yeah. Yeah, maybe post Miller. <clears throat> um and uh oh, man, I I anybody who listens to the show will know I fucking love Black Hammer. It's good. So the unbelievable. Can I take a guess Wait. here? Please. Is this like his take on the X-Men? Um potentially. It seems a bit more Doom Patrol actually. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I actually haven't I haven't read it. Uh but I'll I'll read the synopsis real quick. After signing at a comic book convention. Oh, I just need right. <laughs> That's not yeah no that was Kel's uh, thing going on. All right, hold on. Let me. Let me, I'll, let me I'll read it. Now. I'll read it. Okay, you got after it. Si- after signing at a, <laughs> you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> after signing like, at a comic no, convention, no, we're almost done. <laughs> unbelievable unteen artist Jane Ito, ooh, related to uh, Junji Ito, maybe finds herself visited by one of the characters oh. from her own creation. But was it her own creation? Were the unteens an actual school of teenage misfit superheroes who battled supervillains under the lead of mysterious Dr. Miles moniker? And if so, who wiped their memories and why? As Jane's world is turned upside down and she learns the true nature of her identity, she discovers a sinister plot leading to her to assemble a team she had suspected was purely fictional. All that fucking time? It took you that long to read that? (laughs) No, we were doing a bit. Yeah, we were just laughing at you for a bit, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, sounds like Doom Patrol to me, and I'm fucking in. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. The Black Hammer stuff is very good. Mm. Yeah, it's real fun. It's Lemire's best superhero work, by far. Jeff Lemire, baby. Yeah. All right, guys, that's uh, that's our show for the week. Um, Kale, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto Into. That's T O T O I N T O W. You can find my work at KaleWar.com. I got the Steam Deck a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know what people play. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's not Pokemon. Orc massage. So I know Ooh. you can't trick mm-hmm. me. You mm-hmm. can't trick me. Mm-mm, I'm married. Okay. Marco, what about you? You can follow me at Mr. Marco Animoto on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, come talk to me about this uh, Swamp Thing book. If you know who Tefe is, come talk to me about why you think Tefe is here. And uh, also come talk to me about uh, Gundam. Let's go. A new trailer dropped uh, for an upcoming show, and I'm very excited for it. Uh, first female protagonist. Am I right about that? Supposedly, yeah. I did see that somewhere. So. Which I don't think is true because technically... Uh, if you have to say technically, it probably is true. <laughs> MS, MS08 team had a, a female protagonist. Um Anyway, beside the point, good stuff. That's a really good one. Do you do Gundam models, or are you just? No, I'm not into the gun plot. Just the just okay. the show. Oh, man, right. I've got the one that I started so freaking long ago. I can't do it. I, I did I it haven't. as I still haven't done it. I did it as a kid. Um, my dad went to Japan for the World Cup, brought me back some, and I was like, "All right, these were fun," but they took hours, and that was not fun. Um, it's called uh, Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. So hmm. okay. looks real cool. Well, you can find me at the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter as my voice cracks. Um, I don't know. Just talk to me about, I don't know, one more day. Um, I'm trying to work on some crafts for the first time in a long time. I'm making a replica of the Green Lagoon from X-Men. Hell yeah. 
Did a lot of uh, measuring cool. yesterday. I got some things planned out. I'm just waiting on some supplies, which should be here by now. I should probably check outside. Um, but yeah, it, it seems fun so far. If you have any, anyone has any tabs on a Magic Marvel Legends action figure, Magic as in Liliana Rasputin, let me know. Keep an eye Best on that character. one. It was a Walgreens mm-hmm. exclusive like six years ago, so it, it isn't the easiest one to find. So, but it is what it is. All right, guys, we will see you next week with the. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday with the normal crew. Um, no Morbius yeah. show. I'm gonna go, go see Morbius. Yourself, Ooh, terrible. talk to me about talk to me about Morbius if you're gonna go see it. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Uh, I got an 8 p.m. showing, and I'm ready for it to be bad. Marco, if you, you want, idiot. go ahead and put your little uh, your little review of it on the Instagram. Do like Yo, a quick easy. little story. Solo. Make a TikTok. Yeah. Look at that. Ooh, TikTok. Oh, that should that. work. You should probably do that. Yeah. I, I will. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. a good idea. All right, guys. We will uh, see you next week.